you brought me from sorrow and pain you were there every time I called you reached down and lifted me out of sin and shame but today Lord just let me
Oh, come. 
is the time to give your heart. Oh, come, just as you are to worship. Oh, come, just as you are before your God. Oh, time to worship oh come now is the time to give your heart oh come just as you are to worship oh come just as you are before your You are God. One day every knee will bow. But still, the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. Oh, one day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. time to give your heart oh come just as you are to worship oh come just as you are before your God oh come one day every time we'll Yes, you are God, and one day every knee will bow. Still, the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God, and one day every knee will bow. Still, the greatest treasure remains for those. Who gladly choose you now? Come, now is the time to worship. Now, come, now is the time to give your heart. Oh, come, just as you are to worship. as you are before your
a second. I can't help but get a little bit excited. I'm in the church house of the living God, worshiping his name. I can't help but to wear a smile this evening. Oh, the devil fought me about coming, but praise God, I'm here. You know, I was thinking about every knee will bow, every tongue confess. Your adversary is going to bow and say, my king and my Lord. It's going to be too late for him. But he's going to bow and he's going to confess that he is king of kings and lord of lords. It says, I get excited. I'm happy to choose him on this side. It says, for those who gladly choose him now, these trials that I go through are nothing compared to glory. Everything that we go through, that you go through, is nothing compared to worshiping the Lord. When he says, welcome home, my good and faithful servant. I can't wait to hear those words. I worship my Savior tonight. I praise his name. I was thinking this morning when they said, we worship you. They said he had a vesture that had been dipped in blood. Your price has been paid. You don't have to try to pay it. Your pardon has already been paid. He bore that burden at the cross of Calvary. And he said on his thigh was the name that is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. No other name other than the name of Jesus is worthy to be given praise today. Our adversary doesn't have power over you when you are cleansed with the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm happy to know him as my personal Savior this evening. If you know him, worship him. This is Sunday. It is time to worship the Lord. It is time to pay him reverence. This is your reasonable service. I praise my Savior and I worship his holy name. Now is the time to worship. Now is the time to give your heart, oh come, just as you are to worship, oh come, just as you are before your God, oh come. One day every tongue will confess. God. One day every knee will bow, but still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow, but still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly
world filled with doubts and confusion. Well, it's so hard when you don't understand. Oh, but I'll stand on a solid foundation, and then I'll hold to. Jesus, 
Since I stood in the night With my head bowed low In the darkness As dark as could be And my heart was afraid
Um, I don't really have a sermon per se as much as I just want to encourage you this evening. And I want to, everything that's been talked about, and Heather, you had that song on your heart because I was asking the Lord to have you sing it um, this morning when you were talking about uh, Worthy is the Lamb. And, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was singing that song. We hadn't sung it in a long time. But what the Lord has been doing in this body of believers is he has been causing a spirit of praise and a spirit of worship. And that's what we have to do to be overcomers, is we have to praise and worship the Lord no matter what the situation, no matter where, what we're trouble that we're in, he is asking us to praise him. Because, see, he's worthy. He saved our soul. And if you are bound for heaven, he didn't need to do anything else. And he's worthy of our praise because of that reason. Because of the sacrifice at Calvary, he's worthy of that praise. And, and Tammy, you were talking about the scripture in Hebrew, about how he gives us rest. I thought about that all, all day today, about the rest that we're going to enter into. He gives us rest here. And you know, when I praise him, am I a little loud? No? Okay, because I feel a lot of uh, feedback here. But I can get loud if you need me to. But if you, if you need me to, just let me know. You all know that already. Mark's got his head down like, oh, Lord, please don't let her. But God has been doing a wonderful thing in this congregation. And Carl, this morning, the burden that you had for my daughter and for Ian is the Lord is letting you share the burden I've had for years because he gives us rest from those things. When you feel helpless as a parent and there's things in someone's lives that you can't fix, and you have to lean on the Lord and give it to him. And just last Sunday, we stood, Karen and Connie and Jeannie and myself, and agreed to pray for Anna's healing. And then the Lord placed that on Carl. And you couldn't find two sweeter young people than Anna and Ian. And uh, they are a blessing. And Ian is 16 years old and has a great sense of humor. And I love to talk with him and just have him in our presence. And I thank the Lord for that. As I looked around this evening, as I thought about this is the core, this is part of the core of our church right here is the Sunday night crowd. Because you're the people that either go home or hang around here and you come back exhausted, waiting for what the Lord has for you again. Instead of going home and, and doing whatever else you want to do or, or doing something else to rest or prepare for the week, you come on back and you come on back and you wait and you put your part in and do your, your part. And you know what? It's hard for me to miss on Sunday because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. And if you have a good service, I'll feel like I'm the reason you didn't have one the week before. <laughs> That's the way I feel sometimes. Like, well, they had a good service because I wasn't there. Maybe I'm the stumbling block. But, you know, I want to talk a minute about praise and what, what it does for us. And when we enter into this house, and I'm guilty, and I know this, I can say this to you because I've done it so many times, we come in with such baggage and it's like you're, you're packed up for a six-month vacation when you come in. You've you got two wheelie cases that you got, a backpack on your back, and a couple shoulder bags hanging off of you. And you carry that in, and you sit down, and you wait upon the Lord. And see, he wants us to check that baggage out there. And he wants us to come in and give him the praise that's due him. And as I've, I've, I looked around this evening, I have been overwhelmed with just a multitude of thoughts a multitude of things, and I thought, Lord, I don't know what direction you want me to go in, so I'm just going to go with whatever comes out of my mouth, if that's okay. But as I looked, Tim, and I looked at you, and I looked at Becky, and myself, and 
all the musicians and, and Heather when she was singing. And I thought about when Heather was carrying Adam, how young you were, and how we were just really getting started singing together. And how at the time, I think you were uh, pregnant with Matthew or before that, and we were doing a, a tape that we did, and, and how Tim didn't want to smile for the picture because he was mad at the photographer. This was going through my head. The first picture we had on our, our case, he went and he was like this, because he got mad at the photographer where we were at Ola Mills or somewhere. Because we were young. And you know what we did? We were talking about young things. And we were talking about where we were going to go next and if we were going to come over and play cards until it was daylight and if we were going to get together on that time. And then I looked now at us and we talked about how we need our glasses and how our body is hurting and how this and, and how that and how we need the Lord and how things change. And then I look at all the young people that's coming up. The one thing that I don't want to see change is how we praise the Lord. Amen. I am thankful for how I was raised as a child and how I saw the elders pray and I heard them pray and how I saw them worship and how they worship the Lord. And as we became part of a church and as pastor took our congregation there and we went to Blue Ash and we all joined in out there, we were all learning. We had, none of us had led a church. None of us had, I hadn't even sung or even taught a Sunday school class inside of a church house until that time. And I think about the days that I feel like that I married into the Levites to be part of that congregation that took care of the church. And as I think about how we all learn together, how we have all learned to play an instrument or to sing and, and teach harmony, how you learn to sing the harmony and how we learn to work together, that can't change as our next group comes up. As I looked at Skylar and, and Promise up here singing, they're mocking what we've done for years. They're mimicking what we're doing. They are falling in in line with just how I've watched my sister-in-law for years. And a lot of people will tell me, you know what, you have her mannerisms. You talk like her. You act like her sometimes. Because I watched her. Because you know what, she was somebody that I respected. And that's how important. It is important for these musicians and the singers of this church to have the right heart when they get up on this platform. If there's jealousy or an ought between us, we're not going to be able to be the praise or the worship or the instrument that God wants us to be. He is not going to be able to use us to the place that he wants to use us if there's anything that's closer to him than we are. And you know what? As I look around and I watch all of those young men and women that are coming up, one of these days, I'm going to be sitting down, and they're all going to be doing this, and I'm going to be where some of you are and praying for them, where some of you have taken a place, maybe sitting back there and have become the prayer warriors. I want to be the prayer warrior one of these days. I want us to have an instrument of praise. I want to be the instrument of praise, and he is the master musician. And I want to be in tune to the place that when he plays this instrument, that it makes a beautiful sound that when people hear the music that it plays, that it represents that the master musician is playing it. Do you see what I'm saying? There's musicians and there's master musicians, and they're the ones that play it the best. And that's what he is tonight, and that's what I want to be as a, a, a garment of praise for him. I want to be the worship that he wants to come out. And as I watch my son up here praising the Lord, he came to worship. That's what I want all of us to do is to come to worship. 
to come to praise, not to come to be blessed, but to come to give God an offering and a sacrifice of praise. Don't sit there in the seat and say, if they sing one more chorus, I might raise my hand. You're not doing God a service, trust me. If they sing that again, I might stand up. If they sing that again, I might get blessed. I don't know. You're not doing anybody a service if you get blessed. The thing of it is, is he wants our hearts to be fixed to him. He wants us to praise him. And I'm going to use these guys in a minute, and I'm not going to take long, I promise you. I just want us to think about tonight about what praise does. If you're in a battle, praise will divert the enemy. It'll ambush the enemy. When you get into a hot place and you start praising the Lord, guess what? He is going to send diversion to the enemy. The enemy will be so confused that he has tried to put you in a place of bondage. He has tried to put you in a place of disruption and tried to wreck your life, and you're praising God. And he don't know what to do about it. He's so confused. And if you read over in Second Chronicles, I would just want to read that real quick. Just for, I probably should have let these guys go because I didn't plan to go this way. But in 2 Chronicles verse, uh, chapter 20, verses 15 through 22, I believe that's it. And it said, And he said, Hearken unto ye all Judah and all ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook. Therefore, before the wilderness of Jerul, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And I'm going to skip on over to 22. And it says, and when they began to sing praises, he called for all the the, um, I'm going to go down 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. They sent out the singers and the musicians before they sent out the warriors. Because they were causing a confusion. They said, what in the world is going on? And God sent ambush and, and took all of them. And you know, it's just like Paul and Silas. When they were bound in the prison, it said along about midnight, they began to sing and they began to praise. And when they did, there was a great earthquake. Because see, they wasn't looking at the situation that they were in. But they were looking to the Heavenly Father. And they said, you know what? It doesn't matter if I am bound in this prison. It doesn't matter that they just beat me. I am still going to worship the Lord. I am still going to praise Him tonight. And they began to sing. And I began, but they began to sing, Lord, I don't know where I'm at and what I'm going to do right now. But I know you're going to take me on through. And you know what? The chains fell off. And did they run out of the prison like, yeah, let's get out of here? No. They hung around because they knew what God was going to do. He was going to do something for them. And the jailer was saved. The jailer would have killed himself had they ran. But he didn't. Because he said, and you know what the jailer's response was, what should I do to be saved? I don't see anywhere in that chapter where they had talked to him about that. But he recognized there was something different. Something was happening. What can I do now to be saved? And you know what? That's what it is. People, when we begin to praise in this congregation, what I have seen over the course of time is when the spirit of praise begins to go up, 
to the presence of the Lord, the presence of God begins to come down. And when it settles on this congregation, you see people coming to the altar to be restored. You see them coming to receive Jesus. You see them coming to be healed. You see, cause see the presence of the Father begins to draw because we just begin to praise him. Nothing else. I have no words that can do anything for you today without that I have the praises of my Lord. I have nothing I can do. There are as many verses about praising. There are as many things in here about um, worship. And I want us to sing in just a few minutes, but I want to add one more thing. There is, we talked about heaven today. Brother McQueen, you said that you've got your eyes fixed. You've seen a vision. And as I was reading Revelations, and I wrote a couple of chapters down here about when he saw the new heaven and the new earth coming down. He said, there will be no more tears. I'll wipe them away. Everything will be made new. I want to tell you something. We have a reason to press on tonight. We have a reason to move forward tonight. And you know what? We don't have a reason to sit still and to be dismayed. You know, the enemy will come and he will, he will torture you as much as you'll let him. And you know, he'll make you think things are one way and he'll make you think a lot of things are, are maybe uh, disruptive in your life. But you know what? When you begin to praise the Lord, it puts all things in perspective. When you start thanking him for who you are and what you have. And you know what? I'm like everybody else. Sometimes I get discouraged or even in my job, sometimes I wonder what in the world am I doing where I'm at. But you know what? It's because God has placed me there and I begin to thank him. Lord, I thank you that it's not in my power and I don't have anything to give people other than you. He has placed me in a lot of places in the last little bit working with people I never dreamed I'd be working with and I was concerned about it one night. And in the morning, I heard the Lord's voice to clear. It says, I'll open the eyes and the ears of them that they'll hear the word. I'll clear their heart. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to worry about it no more because I know you're in charge. Because, see, he can reach hearts and minds that I have no clue. But he knows how to clear them up that they can hear the word. And, you know, as I think about praise tonight, we need continually to have praise in our mouth. He said, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. Lift up his holy name because he is worthy. And when you begin to lift his name up and you begin to think, stop thinking about your circumstances or stop thinking about where you are in life, but begin to praise him and thank him that you have breath to praise him, then it puts all things in perspective. All things become clear at that time. And I know that we all have heartaches in life and we have troubles and we have cares. I want the praise team to come on. I don't want to ramble, but I want you to know tonight that Jesus is in the midst. And you know what? He wants our hearts and our minds to be turned towards him. And when you come in and you praise him, don't just sing the words, but concentrate upon him. Let him know how much you love him. Let's do Revelation song if we can. Let him know how much you love him and how much you care about him tonight. And if you have a need tonight, come before him. Bring it to him. And you know what? These altars are not a place of, of shame. But this is to the cross I run, Heather. Holding high thy chains undone. Worthy is the lamb. When she begins to sing that, if you even don't like the music, if it's too hard for you to listen to, but she begins to sing, worthy is the lamb, don't your heart just, oh, don't it just smile. It just smiles, doesn't it? Your heart smile before the Lord. That's what he wants. He wants us to have a pure heart and a pure mind. But he wants us to give an offering of praise tonight. And just, just concentrate on him. If you have a need, come. But if not, let's just give him an offering of praise tonight. Let's just draw near to him. And as he puts his arms around you, hug him back. Hug him back tonight. 
Don't be ashamed to raise your hands. Don't be ashamed to call out his name. If you pray in the Spirit, don't be ashamed to pray in the Spirit, but allow him to have all of your heart, your soul, and your mind tonight and be an instrument of praise because he is worthy. Hallelujah.
golden rainbows of living colors, flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder, blessings and honor, strength and glory and power be to you, the only wise King. Now he's on that mercy seat. 